Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Let me just get the show plugs right off the bat so I can gush over this week's guest, Stephen Smith. Uh, find Let's Chat on the Misfits Network at themisfitsnetwork.com, also on the Misfits Network SoundCloud page, anywhere you can find podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, all those good things, also on squarepop.com. Please subscribe and come back uh, next week for our, our guest, Jonah Bear. He is the co-host of the podcast Stephen is on, uh, and they, he also used to work with Stephen on their television show, Stephen's Untitled Rock Show on Fuse. I bet that's how many of you might know this week's guest. He's the host of the one of my favorite podcasts, Going Off Track, and all-around fucking nice dude. Stephen was a joy to work with from the initial, from emailing to setting up to even afterwards. Uh, Steven and Jonah are even so nice to give me a plug on an episode of Going Off Track. If you listen to the very end of the episode with uh, Sam Cohen, you can hear that, which is incredible. Uh, listen to Going Off Track. Uh, they also uh, have a little thing going like, uh, listen to an episode, give a buck. Go to goingofftrack.com, donate a dollar. Why not? I'm going to donate multiple dollars because I listen to this podcast every Wednesday. I found this podcast a while ago, and I just became obsessed i mean if you like music the a type of music like i do and you like comedy this is the best fucking podcast i mean they have like everyone from joey cape to jack antonoff keenan thompson vanessa bear they do some live episodes taron killam fred armison i mean they have and the thing i've find, i've kind of become to love about this podcast is uh the episodes where i don't know the guests have turned into the episodes i love the most uh, anyhow, my wife listened to me record this episode, or overheard parts of it, and made fun of me, because I was geeking out so hard. Uh, I'm a I'm a really big fan. You know, you listen to a podcast, and I'm talking, I probably listen to like 50, 60 episodes, and that's 50, 60 episodes of hours of someone's voice. You feel like you know them. So, with Steven, in this episode, I had some things written down, and uh, I didn't edit a single second of it, and he kind of got me to open up and talk about things I don't normally talk about. I usually don't talk about my learning disability. Uh, I'm not ashamed of it. It's just, I don't know. I I'm not fully comfortable on the microphone yet, and Stephen was, uh, we had a really nice talk about that, so I was really happy. Uh, Stephen, thank you again for doing this. I noticed that I really have been influenced by his style of interviewing from The Rock Show to reading his articles in Alternative Press to going off track um quick plugs for steven go to goingofftrack.com donate a buck or multiple bucks they are uh totally worth it follow steven on the twitter at steven smith says going off track is on facebook they're all on uh, facebook.com slash going off track twitter at going off track Hit them up, you know. Let them let them know you listen to this episode. Uh, Stephen was just I, I I honestly I can't get over how nice he was. He's one of the one of the nicest people I never uh, I never met him, but he's really one of the nicest people I've ever met. Uh, like I said, come back next week for Jonah Bear. And uh, if you're new to the show, please hit subscribe. We have some episodes you might like. Uh, kind of referred to in the episode, uh, Sean Carney of the Scandals and uh, Tom Mullen of Washed Up Emo. Go back, check out those episodes. I think you'll really dig them if you're a fan of going off track. Going Off Track is also going to be doing a live podcast taping on July 5th at Union Hall in Brooklyn, New York. At the moment, the guests are, to de are uh, just too to be determined, but, you know, they never disappoint. I mean, they've had Vanessa Bear, Benny Horowitz, I mean, pretty big names on the, the past. Ep 
Uh, there's a great chance I'm going to be going to this because it just sounds too fun to mess up. I've always wanted to go to a live podcast. Um, just really. Oh, also, st- you can see Steven on uh, Sprint's fan- Sprint Fan Connections. Uh, you can find that on Yahoo. He's doing kind of a. He explained the episode, but something similar, like where he gets to meet with a fan, with the artist, and then Skypes him with a fan. Uh, he's done everyone from Megan Trainer, Flog and Molly, to Big Sean. Again, just go on Twitter, tell Steven. You heard him on the show. Steven, if you hear this, thank you from the bottom of my heart. This is one of the really coolest experiences I've gotten to have from doing this podcast. You know, like, I don't know. It's, I don't know how not to gush anymore, but it was just, uh, it was just so fun. And there's something nice about when you, you get those moments where like you get to talk to someone you've always wanted to talk to and then they're everything you want them to be. They're just so fucking nice. I'm going to stop rambling. Let's get to it. Hey, how are you? Hey, man, how you doing? Oh, it worked. Perfect. Good, I'm good. Let me get my, head, let me get my headphones in here. Yeah, yeah. I, I found uh, if you have the video on, it uh, will fuck up everything every single time. It's 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 happened. Uh, we do it with ours, and it, it works pretty good. Um, but they yeah. have a really solid setup where we record ours. I did Justin Pierre's podcast, and uh, we had so many tech issues. I don't even think it's aired yet, but <laughs> how do we sound? Oh, yeah, no, you sound fine. It's already recording and everything, just so you know. Uh, for... Oh, uh, we do the same. We do the same. MP3 Skype record? Uh, what do we do? We I'm, just. We you do have an s- actual studio producer guy, though, so you're a little yes. bit different. Yeah, we have a. We're, we're uh, as far as podcasts go, disgustingly fortunate. Oh, dude, it sounds so fucking good, though. He's kind of. Um, that's all Brad. I wish I could take credit for anything on the podcast, but I can't, except for whenever I show up. That's really all I contribute. But <laughs> Brad is—he's—he's he's a marvel. He—he he helped design the studio and he runs it, and we're—we are very, very lucky to work at Rubber Tracks. It's kind of funny because I—I've uh, listened to some recently, and you haven't been on as much because, uh, like, you're—you know—I'm dadding it up or whatever. And Correct. Like, a job haver. But uh, it's kind of funny because, like, now Brad and Jonah, like, I've listened to, like, a lot of the older ones. And, like, I've kind of, I've jumped around because I found your show, like, way later. And then uh, it's kind of interesting to hear because in the earlier ones, you definitely hosted. You're, like, the talker. And now when you're not there as much, Jonah and Brad talk more. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of nice to hear them grow into their own a little, though. Dude, I couldn't agree more. I love it. We did one with um, uh, Andy Gill from Gang of Four. And I was Skyping from my house and they just were just jamming and I'm like, this is so awesome. And then we have, um, we do a lot. Basically Benny from, uh, Benny Horowitz from Gaslight is one of the other hosts now. Cause he's done so many and we just love him. Yeah. I'm actually, my good friend Dan was just, uh, did a three week tour with them. So he's, I'm trying to get Benny on this show. Uh, what band's Dan in or is he working? He, he work- did a uh, merch for scandals. Oh, dude, Scandals are amazing. Yeah, I had Sean on from the Scandals. I'm getting the rest of those cats on. Uh, he's actually from Rhode Island. Sean's from Rhode Island, and like uh, all those cats are just love the fucking Gaslight dudes. 
Dude, scandal is the scandals are fucking. So I went to see. I'm a huge, huge Banner Pilot fan. Oh yeah, and, they're great. And I went out to Asbury Lanes to see them, and the Scandals were one of the opening bands, and I was just, I was like, okay, you guys know what you're doing, you're awesome. Oh, uh, dude, there's gonna, because uh, yeah, Sean, they're definitely gonna hear this now, and they're gonna be very happy to hear that. Uh, I they, think they're, ama- I think they're amazing. Didn't didn't Brian Fallon record an EP for them? Or yeah, he that just in the he, works? he just produced their new album. It didn't come out yet. I did the, he did the whole record. That's awesome. Good yeah, for them. I was like, yeah, I, I don't know those. I'm from Connecticut, but like I've kind of feel like adopted by jersey because i've spent a lot of time down there and yes everyone i know knows them except me <laughs> oh so the scandals are gaslight a gaslight like everyone i know they're, ever they're awesome they're like apparently like everyone i've ever met from jersey in that scene's like somehow friends with them in some facet <laughs> yeah it's like thursday you know it's like everybody yeah. knows the dudes in thursday they're the souls you know everybody yeah. it's this Jersey represent, man. I'm a, Dude, I'm a proud citizen. Yeah. So, so your Jersey, I ask this to every Jersey person. Is it pork roll for you or Taylor ham? Uh, well, as someone who transplanted here uh, and doesn't eat meat, um, oh, not are really you, are you sure. Veg? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I'm a recent convert, but uh, it's I never ate that much meat anyway, so nothing's really changed. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still eat like garbage, but it's <laughs> I just I just don't eat anything that has a face. Uh, that's that's awesome. Um, did you ever know who the Flaming Tsunamis were? They were iffy in size, but they had like a strange cult following. No, great name though. Yeah, yeah, they're oh, I had their singer on, but I knew them from Connecticut. But their singer, like, is a good episode because it's half. We talk about like the band, and then it turned into he turned into like a vegan outreach, like community activist. Like he tours the country, it, it blew my mind. And I I remember going into that like, all right, I'm afraid I'm going to be become a vegan after this interview. And it yeah, really, I wish I could commit man, to it. Yeah, man, I have I feel bad because I used to be one of those people who just shit on those things, and I was like, oh, I was just shitting on new ideas that I was scared of, and they're very smart, intelligent people and have great points. Oh yeah, I have I have a number of uh, vegan friends, and uh, it's it works for them. I my whole thing is I really really like cheese. Oh God, why is and, it so good? And that's my that's that's my issue with it. And it's kind of lame, but I look oh, at man. it as anything else. It's like you know if it works for you, it, it's cool. I've been thinking about it for a long time, and I'm basically just seeing if I'm if I can do it. I mean, who knows? I might I might swing back. We'll see. But uh, any like good and I mean good vegan because you know when you find anything like I'm an atheist when I was younger and found atheism I was such an asshole about it but now I've been one for so long I'm like whatever man it's cool you do what you're thing anyone who's yeah. been vegan long enough would be like even just doing meatless Monday mm-hmm. it is all we ask for like you know yeah it's interesting the 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 whole atheism thing because I'm you know I'm a card carrying member myself and it's. It, it's hard sometimes because, uh, you know, I'll, ha- I'll hear someone like, you know, who goes to church but then shits on psychics. And I'm like, that's weird, man. You don't really see that. Okay. I know. Um, it's, it's hard. So it's Especially like. Especially so at like work when you get in these talks with people and you're like, all right, what do I say? What do I don't say? I don't know where to go with this. Um, We had we had uh, I was just thinking about this earlier. We have um, we had on the podcast. Uh, Jonah gets all the guests and he's the greatest person and it's his podcast and he just rocks it. But he, he brought in his, one of his old yoga teachers and it was pretty amazing talking to this dude because we just thought it'd be fun. You know, we like talking to everybody and 
I I mentioned to him, you know, about Buddhism, and I'm a you know a, a, a very very uh, proud person who goes to therapy and I've been doing it for ten years. And my therapist has a very Buddhist bent towards what he does. And I remember having this conversation with him, saying like, you know, my problem with Buddhism is that Siddhartha, the story, the person. Uh, basically jammed out on his family and his kid, and what a dick move. <laughs> and so I said, so basically Buddha is just like kind of a deadbeat dad. <laughs> and well, so this yoga practitioner was like, I never thought of it that way. And But whenever I would bring up something like, you know, people, you know, yoga is like a very recent Phenomena. You can find the word back throughout history, but it wasn't until the last century people really were like, oh, we're going to make it to an exercise form. But um, it, uh, he would always say, some would say, when I would mention something, and I always thought that was pretty cool. So when, some, when, some, when someone says something like, you know, well, Jesus says this, I'll just go, yeah, some would say that. And I just leave it, I just leave it alone because there's no point in going off on some – it's like you're not going to change anybody's mind. No. Well, so if uh, Buddha is a deadbeat uh, dad – Deadbeat, uh, what did you? Deadbeat dad, is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then I guess so is God. You know, just left his son on earth, or Jesus on earth, and just peaced out. Some would say. Some would say. Also, one of my favorite uh, short-lived cartoons that uh, got canceled, called uh, "God, the Devil, and Bob." If you ever see it, if anyone listening could ever find it, it's not, you could buy it on DVD. It's not. Streaming I do. Anywhere. I do know God, the Devil, and Bob. I was always a big fan of uh, Lucy, Daughter of the Devil. Yes. Oh man. It was the Catholic League got it kicked off the air because it said God, the Devil, and Bob, and it was like with French Stewart, and there's like a whole episode about that. It's like you're, and he calls God out for being a deadbeat dad. And I was like, yes. Oh yeah. Have you ever read um, uh, Chronicles of War- uh, Chronicles of Wormwood by Garth Ennis? No. Check that one out. Same guy who did, you know, Preacher and um, I'm gonna write that down. Crossed and uh, um, you know, big all comics for me. But yeah, it's a good one. It's a fun little short story. And uh, about about the Antichrist and his best friend Jesus. <laughs> I, I I listened to you. Uh, I found your show completely unintentionally. Um, not I actually didn't know who any of you. You know this is embarrassing. I had listened to Going Off Track for a while before I realized you were the guy from the Rock Show. No. <laughs> but I I uh, well I never had cable growing up. So and the only time I saw your show on Fuse, which I fucking loved, was when I worked at a grocery store and I could watch it on my breaks. Nice. And then, so it was just weird. And then I, but I knew Jonah, Jonah from. Um, did you ever? I mean, you must have seen that Bastards of the Young documentary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I just, I remember seeing him in that, and then seeing this name. I was like, oh, but I was like, I think I listened to your show a couple times. I liked it. I broke my phone and lost all my podcasts I had subscribed to. Like, <laughs> it happened to me a lot. And then I love the Kevin Pollock chat show, and I was like, in this kick, I was like, Sam Levine. I want to hear, see what else is he on. So I found your show because you guys had Sam Levine on, and then I'm like scrolling through all the guests, and I'm like, "Holy fucking shit, these guys are me! It's everything I love. It's comedians and musicians and just fellow nerds." Yeah, man, we have a we we are a small but powerful entity, all of us. Oh, dude, your show, you guys, I don't know how big how podcasting works in terms of size, but I'm hoping that yours is huge. In my head, it is. I mean, you guys have the some big fucking names on there. That's all Jonah, man. He's he's just uh, well liked by everybody, and we a large number of people are just you know, you know, friends of ours, mostly his. 
that come through or Brad is, you know, our producer is an, is an old school punk guy. He was in um, this band called the Goops and toured with everybody. So like bands have just shown up and they've known each other or, or toured. like, you know, he refers to Tim Armstrong from Rancid as Lint. Which yeah, we, we just, off. which we just think is Joan and I both like, you know, knocked each other over with our boners when we heard that, <laughs> and, but it's it's I don't know it's 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 cool it's and and also you know Jonah's having Jonah's sister you know our friend Vanessa being on Saturday Night Live doesn't hurt, right? I, I listened to that too and didn't realize that they were really. I see. I'm, I feel like this is making me look bad because I did the same with Nerdist. I listened to Nerdist for a while before I realized that was the same guy from Singled Out. Oh yeah, yeah, Chris. Yeah, he's, dude. He's man. What a powerhouse, Chris right? Hardwick is. And for I obviously don't know him at all, but like I like to. Th- it, it feels so well deserved because like, I listened to hundreds of hours of his voice by now, and mm-hmm. it seems like the fucking greatest dude. Yeah, I I know many people who who know him, and uh, we have not met. We've been in the same room once or twice, millions of years ago, in auditions and things. But he, uh, I have a friend who works for Nerdist, and. Like, no one says a bad thing about him. He's just a cool, cool dude, and uh, oh, good, great. good, good bowler. His father yeah, is like a, yeah. like a bowling pro. I love that. And now they're getting like, uh, and like they're giving back immensely. Like, I don't know if you watch At Midnight, where they're doing the points me on Wednesdays. No, I I want to say yesterday. Um, I don't know if you read the read Vice's noisy um, website, their their yeah, music yeah. arm. Well, uh, Dan Ozzy, who's uh, the editor there. He's I heard him on your session. show, and then I started to follow him on Twitter, and he's so fucking funny. Dan's the greatest. I love Dan. So, <laughs> yeah, I found so, him on your show because he, ho- he guest hosted uh, Yeah, he guest hosted. He's a good friend of ours. And he yesterday he decided to do a roast of people, starting with <laughs> starting with Jonah. Okay. And so he was like, who else do I want to roast? And I just tweeted him, and I was like, what am I, fucking chop liver? And, and and he wrote, Stephen Smith is here. Uh, used to watch his show at nine o'clock. Now he can't even stay up till then, which is so true. Yeah, yeah, that happens. I'm a I'm a constant wreck and uh, don't have twins. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> so I'm 30, so I'm at that stage where uh, at that like starting a family age. No, you're not. Well, trying to, but <laughs> oh please, are you married? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right on. How long have you been married? Uh. A little, over a year, like a year and a half. Fantastic, very yeah. good, very good. And how old's your wife? Fourteen, no, thirty. That's <laughs> thirty. That's good yeah, to yeah. say. But yeah, when we got married at twenty nine, I was twenty nine, she was twenty eight. I waited. I was like, I, I had no intentions of getting married young or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right on. So you guys were at the same age. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, Ben, you can, dude, you could travel and play around before you had kids. Like I didn't have my kids till I was forty, and what? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and and my is your wife my... much younger? No, no, she's only a couple years younger than me. Yeah, um, that's badass. Yeah, we went to Italy in November, and that was like the big like get this trip out of the way before the babies come. Yes. No. Well, you know what? Plan a couple. There's my advice. I mean, this in all sincerity. Plan a couple more trips. Hang out. Go to like pick another country. Japan, Egypt, Israel. By the way, these are all the places that I want to go, and I can't because I have children. Um, Two of because, those places don't sound very safe right now. Yeah, I don't know. I just I studied ancient history in school and really dug it. In Israel, I've just never heard a bad thing about it. Hey, um, you might die. 
Well, it depends on you, you might, might not die. die too. You might die anywhere. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I mean, I don't plan on going to the West Bank. I plan on going to Tel Aviv. You know? Yeah, I would like to go to Tel Aviv, and, and then uh, then I want to go cool. to Golgotha. I think that'd be kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, Japan would be fucking crazy. I actually really want to do Central America, uh, South America, like Costa Rica. Yeah, dude, I'd love to. I'd love to head down there. My brother-in-law is Puerto Rican, so I'd kind of like to make the trip and kind of cruise down. But oh, yeah. man, once you have kids, it's it's fucking done because they yeah. don't go anywhere. They stay with you forever, and they're awesome. I love when you guys turn into DadCast. It's so uh, Joan, fucking funny. Jonah, Jonah fucking hates it. I know. I love it. It's it's bad. weird though because I've like. I, I'm sure you must go through this too, but like you know, I've listened. I listen. I like. I really, I really dig your show. So like, I listen to, and when I prepare with guests, I, like if they're on a podcast, I try to listen to them beforehand. So like, I've been listening to your voice, especially this last two weeks, like a lot. So it's like <laughs> weird to actually talk. I was like, I know I don't know you, but it feels like I do. Oh, that's very kind. No, so you, you must get that like more than once, or like you know, it's like that like NPR relationships you get. Like you just feel like you know the host after a while. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I could hang out with Diane Reem all day. <laughs> Not Ira, though. His show gets me a little too depressed sometimes. I, dude, that's the same thing. I had to stop listening. I'm like, I'm bummed. I, used to I don't s- need to be bummed. That's why I stopped watching The Daily Show, because I love that show. It was like yeah. from day one, even back in Kilbourne. But I'm just like, now I'm just depressed. <laughs> I actually, I, uh, yeah, I had one of the writers on, too. And it was kind of funny to find out how not political he was at all. Which writer? Matt Koff. He works The uh, Daily Show. He's a comedian. Don't know him now. We had we had Jenna uh, Jenna Friedman on one of the live shows we did. Yeah, how do you guys get those to work? That's incredible. What guests or do the live show? Live show, like people pay to go to a live show. Fucking Brad, man, and Jonah, they're like machines. I'm, dude, I'm literally an accessory on this podcast. Like, like they say, show uh... up, and I and, and I'm and I'm there. No, we had we had a, we have a good relationship with Union Hall, and it's a small place, and and we dig it, and they're just so cool to us. Um, and then Brad goes in there, and you know, calmly informs the sound guy what we're gonna do, and then he has all this gear that he sets up. And Jonah like gets insane guests. Um, if if I need to, I'll I'll help out. But he knows we all know, we know the same people. So you uh, cause, well the last one you guys did um you had Jeff Rosenstock and I I don't I don't you know I don't know I was like a big scene kid. It's such a weird thing. We weren't like friends, but we're definitely show friends. Like mm-hmm. every time they play in the tri-state area, I'd go to every uh, before Bomb. It was Arrogant Sons of Bitches was his old okay. band. And then and then he did bombs. So I used to like always pal around with Jeff all the fucking time. And now I'm like, damn, now he's on the Billboard charts. Yeah, man, good, good for him. He's dude, so much respect for that dude because he's been doing the same shit for like 15 years, and the fucking times finally caught up to him. Yeah, completely. And I, I I've, I've actually told him like, you know, he can he can guest host the podcast anytime he wants. Like he's he's one of those. It's a uh, when when we first started it. You know, Brad had asked me years ago to do a podcast and I was too busy, you know, I'd moved out to Jersey and was too busy being depressed that my TV show got canceled and was just a giant bucket of lame. So I didn't do anything. And then in that time, all these podcasts got huge because I'm, I'm born to miss any window. And, <laughs> and so finally he was like, let's do it. Come by the studio. Let's see this place. So I go out there and I'm like, holy shit, this place is insane. We can do it here. He said, yeah. And He's like, you should do it. I'll produce it. And I was like, okay. But then I started thinking, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do it by myself. I want it like a crew, you know? So I, so I called Jonah immediately 
And he's like, yeah, I'll do whatever. What do you need? You know? And, uh, and then we had our old producer, our good friend, this guy, Mike Kanjemi, who's, um, he's a professional television producer. So he's always working. So he ends up showing up for the live shows, but Mike is beyond hilarious and just a solid, solid person. So we just started doing them and just started recording and got a whole bunch under our belt and then launched it. And, you know, we were very lucky that Joe Troman from fallout boy played the, the launch party and did like his first ever solo thing he ever wanted to do. And then, uh, Matt divine from kill Hannah and now wrong child is a good friend. And so he's like, I'll come by and do it. And then, um, Jonah booked a comedian to come perform and, and that's where it all started. We did that at Union Hall, and the next thing you know, that's where they, we do our live podcast room. You guys did it through Kickstarter? Like, that's how you started your show? That, no, we the Kickstarter thing was to basically start the website and, uh, and get that going. You guys have a good website. Yeah, that's why. It's you get what you pay for. Yeah. And we, we really, oh, my God, all we do is exploit Brad. Like, Brad can do, Brad design He doesn't a talk a lot, though, so it's kind of fun because you get a little glimpse of information out of him once in a great episode. Dude, it's pretty funny. I love it when Brad starts geeking out about audio stuff. And going <laughs> there. Brad has such amazing stories. We want to do an episode of just Brad, and he won't let us do it. <laughs> And and it gets really like Brad 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 did like some of the graphic design work for fucking Boogie Nights like he has this incredible what? this incredible history and I'm like come on asshole and he's like no but he has this great laugh and he's just so damn funny and he's he loves to say something completely outrageous and just rude and I love it <laughs> how did you how did you get connect, how did you and like all those guys all like meet. Uh, I met Brad through my wife. She's uh, she lived in the East Village for uh, about 15 years, and they met at this bar called Niagara, which is still there on Seventh and A. And Brad was, you know, just dating one of the bartenders. My wife was a co-check girl there. Brad hung out so much he got to be the DJ, but he played in a number of bands around there and just a self-taught dude. And they became friends. And when she and I started dating a long time ago, uh, he and I just hit it off like immediately. And he and his wife are just two of my favorite people in the world. Oh, that's so sweet. So is Jonah the single guy with all the married people? That's Jonah. That's yeah. been Jonah. That was jo supposed to be me. And then my wife ruined that plan. She does that. Would chicks do that, man? Yeah, and I'm all right with it. Because they do this. They go, what the fuck are we doing, man? You 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 jamming out or are we hanging out? And you're like, what? What? Or you get the, uh, if we're not engaged by uh, your birthday, you're not coming to Christmas slash we're over. Well, uh, yeah. That they, was what I read into it when they said, if you don't propose by this date, it's like, oh. And as she says, like, you just need some encouragement. I'm like, well, that is true. Oh, God. It's, it's, I had to have someone really lay it down for me in this fashion because I didn't want to get married, you know? And I never thought about that. But a friend of mine said, well, are you going to break up? And I went, no, why would I break up? I'm not stupid. And then, they, and then, then it hit me like, oh yeah, we should get married. That's kind of what, what a do. what a dumb person with a dick I am. That was really idiotic. Now, did you guys live together first? Yep. Yeah, us too. So, mm -hmm. like, when I got married, I don't know about other people. Like, we, my wife and I, we, Victoria, her name is Victoria. We talk about this all the time. Like, nothing changed. We had been living together. We were sharing a bank account. Our tied car insurance. Uh, believe it or not, we weren't virgins beforehand. <laughs> Wow. I know. So, like, the, it was, like, a really big party and, like... So, oh, what's the God. sex thing like? Because my wife won't tell me. <laughs> well, when a man and a woman, <laughs> or two men, doesn't matter. Your choice. 
Yeah, because like I don't know, insects and feathers just don't make sense to me. <laughs> Says the man with two kids. <laughs> yeah, well, that was science, man. That was We're, a one, you know, one that shot. That was that was fertility. That's a. <laughs> it's not a small club. There was there was help involved. <laughs> That's incredible too. That just blows my mind. Yeah, don't do it. Have them one at a time. Yeah, that would be the goal. I forgot what I was saying. But, oh, yes, when you got married, I, are you used to being interviewed? I'm sure this must be weird for you. Oh, no, no, not at all. Because you're like it's, the um, actual host guy. I'm like the kid out of my bedroom. St- oh, please. <laughs> please, you're doing great. It's oh, all just thanks. it's all just talking. It is. You know, it's, um, I mean, as you know, with the style that you do with your show, it's the, and we say this on the podcast all the time, it's when, when, when I did, when I worked at Fuse, actually when I've interviewed anybody ever in my career, um, before the cameras roll, that's the best interview. Yeah, I've heard. You, I've forgot. I listened to one recently of you guys. I was like, yes, and that's what I like about podcasts because it's like it's like hanging out in a green room or in the van with a bunch of dudes. Like, yes, that's the real conversation. Yeah, I don't. A lot really, of farting and dick talk. Completely, and I would always tell bands like I to put them at ease. I'd go, I don't care where you were last night or who you're fucking. I really, I don't care. Yeah. So let's just talk about whatever else. And if we don't talk about your record, that's fine. Now, on a television show, you have a little more they want a little more rigidity and and they they want you to have certain questions, which is why when, as we've mentioned on the show, uh, I hired Jonah because uh, at the time, our producers who were great, all the producers I worked with are awesome. um, They would write the questions and. I wanted a writer and we never were given the budget for it. And we finally were given a budget and I hired Jonah applied to work at fuse for a different show. And they didn't want him cause he didn't have any experience. And I happened to be standing by a cubicle and I overheard that. And I went, Jonah, you don't want him. Why not? And they said, he has no TV experience. And I went, can I have him? They said, he's never written for a TV show. And I went, good. I don't want that. I want a journalist. That's the uh, Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld technique, too, though. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. Mm. When they hired for Seinfeld, they would not hire sitcom writers. Oh, yeah, dude. They always hired, like, uh, but like, which I love what you did because that makes the fu- – or The Wire. Like, a lot of those people weren't fucking TV writers, sitcom writers. No, those they, were like, they, were, they were journalists. Yeah, all those dudes on The Wire. Yeah, journalists. I think one of them was, like, a, like a, wrote, like, plays and shit like that, like mm. – Mm-hmm. I, I can go on a fucking deep end about the wire for way too long. Well, the the writing for TV though, because I have some friends who that's their job is they're television writers and they write for talk shows and host copy and stuff, and that is a skill beyond. And Jonah will tell you like to be able to write in somebody else's voice that's oh my God. not yours, like that's that's key. And I have some friends that's their gig. And it's rad. I had a comedian on. Uh, he's like a warm-up comic for like the Daily Show, Colbert, all all those shows. And mm-hmm. one of his side incomes is he does uh, ghostwriting. Like so, yep. like MSNBC, all those TV shows. Like he writes jokes and like for TV shows and stuff. I was like, and I was like blown away by it. I was like, wait, what? He's Punch like, up, I, man. I was Punch like, how, how do you do that? He's like, yeah, you know. It's like, what? Writing? I fucking hate writing. It's like my least favorite thing in the world. Oh, God, it's so hard because it's I'm, – I'm, I'm like a slack perfectionist because <laughs> I, don't, I don't do anything because if I know I do something, I'm going to drive myself insane. <laughs> so I don't do well, I try. anything. But you're a host dude is what I love about your Twitter bio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, no, I, I, I love um, – no, yeah, whenever I listen to your show, I, I, I don't know if you – do you listen to like Nerdist or anything? 
I have, yeah, yeah. I go. I'm very specific on guests and time, and I I go on. Jonah listens to a lot more podcasts than I do. I get on crazy kicks. Like, like lately, I'm listening to nothing but Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Oh, that's a real good one. It's oh, amazing, but they're four hours long. So <laughs> I have to have um, a drive ahead of me. That's what I do, and I don't. And you know, when I'm home, you know, my life is all PBS and Disney Junior. So. Oh, sorry. It's all right. How much Frozen have you had to watch? Uh, oh God, so much. I'm I'm staring at two Elsa dolls right now. <laughs> so it's not Elmo anymore. Uh, no, there's still Elmo still came out. Yeah. One of my daughters, we just had their birthdays, and one wanted an Elmo cake. Oh, and I was yeah. like, sure, if that's what you want, I don't care. Um, <laughs> what whatever you want, it's fine. Um, but yeah, I got. I wish I listened to more stuff. I've tried. Jonah's um, Jonah's like uh. He, he he'll I'll learn about most podcasts through him. Yeah, everyone you know? needs that tastemaker, like that friend, like to tell you about the new band, so you don't have to go out there and search. Oh, dude, I still I still hang out with that guy from high school. Yeah, everyone's got like, that like, that guy. Like, what am I supposed to listen to? Yeah, he Great. and I are, he and I are still friends. So oh, that's amazing. But yeah, um, whenever I listen to your show, like I love your show a lot. Like I've said more than once, but like uh, every time I listen to it, like sometimes you'll say something, and I'm thinking, I'm like. I'm like, Steven's my guy. I get it, man. Like, uh, <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, there was one that I really was I, – I made me so happy when you guys had the one with uh, Nikki Glaser on. And uh, oh, yeah. you talked after – it was like the after thing. And you're, you guys have one of the few podcasts where I actually will listen to the intro. <laughs> it's, you're a brave person because our intro is ridiculous oh it's There's so nothing, fucking funny nothing and, going on in our intro <laughs> <laughs> no, well you gotta find out how you guys are like the game of the segue is so great uh, actually <laughs> it's what you need at like 7.30 in the morning when you're driving in traffic in Rhode Island like that's that's what that dude Jonah like like lives for the segue oh it, it makes me so happy but you were talking um, so she was talking about how she has to go on tour with like a dude and mm-hmm. how like for what, women and like I was like, and then you at the end of the episode you got mad about that. I was like, yes, so did I. It's yeah. just it's nice to hear other dudes like have feminist views and not being afraid to talk about it. Well, yeah, it's like if it's you're not a, if you're not a feminist, you're a dick. And yeah, but I, I work because I, I you have women. a. I'm assuming if you're a person, you have a mother. Let's you hope. know, you know, or uh, if you you know, you have parents. And you know, if you don't, if you don't have a mother and you have two dads, that's another issue of equality that you need to think about. You know, so it's just I, I find myself getting like really angry about that. And as soon as, as soon as you know, I have two daughters. Yeah. And I'm like, that's and great. you know, and and my wife works. You know, like like I do freelance gigs. I do a podcast, which is a great way to spend money. And yep. <laughs> and. And it's like, you know, I do have a, I do have a gig, but I have the luxury of being home, raising my children. And also it's a necessity. So I know what it's like. So my girls have this incredible role model who's basically giving up being with her children so we can have this life, you know. So when I hear shit like 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 you, you get very conscious once you have a daughter of, you know, even uh, pronouns, you know, it's uh, it's a lot more. It's like I say he for a lot of things. What a dick, you know? Or um, uh, uh, like um, uh, I don't. I try not to say the term girl anymore unless I'm referring to a girl, you know, yeah. a little girl. It's like a woman, lady. Like it sounds mm. so obnoxious, but 
I hate shit like that. I get really, really pissed off because women are, are tougher and smarter than any man. And if you're a man who thinks otherwise, you're a fuckhead. And I have no problem saying that. And it's once you become aware of those things, it gets so much. It, it's hard. Uh, my, my wife is, I forget. Damn it. I wish I remember. She told me. But there's a test that you can do on TV. And I guess a lot of shows uh, fail it where two oh, the women. Bechdel, the Bechdel test. Is yeah. that what it's called? Yeah. Two yeah, women on screen talking about not the, the a male character. Yeah. And I was like, I never heard of that. And then I, this is like a month ago. We were watching Arrow, and it passed. And then we were watching something else, and I was like, oh, my God, that never happened. She's like, yeah, you never knew that? I was like, but once someone pointed it out to me, I quit. I just can't I can't turn it off. Yeah, and I don't, I don't like that, you know, it's, you know, she's, like, like when Nikki was saying, I have to bring, like, a guy on tour. Like, you, you shouldn't have to. Like, people should, should be cool and... You know, I just can't wait for my girls to learn Krav Maga so they can just fuck somebody up if they look at them I, wrong. I, and, the, and what Nikki was even saying was just like uh, what every woman every knows that every guy does never ever learns about unless like you learn go. I don't know. Like I ever never knew about that like the fear of being raped. Like that's never came into my head once until uh, that Daily Show segment with Jessica Williams was like. Mm-hmm. Re- I was like, wait, what? And then I, I asked my wife about it. She's like, yeah. Every girl has that. I was like, my mom? She's like, yeah. Every woman has. I was like, and I, it took me like 10 minutes and named up every female. Really? This one too? But like, it's weird. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, we don't think that way because we have a dick and it's, it's obnoxious uh, because that's just, that's just life. And I don't, I don't want my kids to be raised that way. You know, I don't want, I don't want them to, to have to think about that, but they're always going to have to think about that because they're chicks. It's like when you, and see even there, look at me, I'm now angry at myself. I said, chick, what an asshole. No, it's okay. Um, yeah. Uh, women, they're, they're young ladies, but, but it's, it's the old standard. When you have a boy as a child, you only have one dick to worry about. When you have a daughter, you have all the dicks to worry about. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say it like that. That's awesome. I can't, I can't claim that one. I wish I could, but I don't claim much in things. I'm pretty much a giant hack. You probably hear me saying the same thing over and over. I know. Uh, you, you're always so down on yourself, and it makes me kind of laugh. I feel bad. But I was like, no, yeah. Stephen, it's okay. Nah. No, it's fine. I, I it's fine. It. I'm, ve- I'm very comfortable with myself. I, and you, um, you said 10 years of therapy. I. Uh, oh, yeah. I just started doing therapy last year. and Good I for you. I think it took me six months to actually talk about it to anybody and then eventually once i said i said it once on the, the the show and my show is not nearly as popular as by any means so it's not getting heard by that many and that was like the biggest sigh of relief i was like ah and now i'm the biggest advocate for it and like oh my my therapist is such a hippy dippy human being like <laughs> now we're like working on opening up my subconscious and like just yeah, male, male or female uh female right on uh not on per- you know i'll be quite honest no. the reason i ended up with uh, who i have is I typed into my insurance company who I could see, and they had the closest one to me was next to my favorite coffee shop, so it was the first number I called. I was like, yeah, whatever. And then it turned out to be a holistic therapist, and then I just fell in love. It's amazing. That's really really cool. Good oh, yeah. for you. It's you got to keep your your head straight, and it takes you. You know, you have that period of, and I went through it too. It took me actually much longer than six months, um, to because you feel broken. And I remember the exact moment where I looked at a friend of mine and went, you have a therapist, right? And he said, yeah. And I went, because I need to talk to someone. Otherwise, I think I'm going to – I don't know what's going on. I have to figure some stuff out. Yeah. And now, like, things are great in my life. You know, thing, you can always something to complain about. 
and I still go. I actually like it better now than ever. The better off I'm doing, the more I get out of it. Like when I went that's, there, that's the important thing. You got to check in when shit's good, not when you're fucked oh, up. Yeah, it's dude, like, I need that monthly check in. Yeah, man, it's not. A, it's not. A, it's like um, you still keep band aids in your house, man. You know what I mean? That's a good. That's a great. You don't throw them out because you're not going to get hurt again. It's, it's people are. That is mine. Thank you. Um, that's a Stephen Smith original. Yeah, Sure, sure. Just came up with it. Yeah. It's a, it's like it, I don't know. It's, it makes no sense to me. It's like if you go to the gym and start lifting weights, you're gonna hurt yourself. But if you work with a trainer, you're gonna figure it out. And then there's a lot of stuff you can do by yourself. But some other things you're gonna need a spotter for. Yeah. And that's that's what therapy is. And that's um, the closest to a sports reference I've ever heard you make. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's. I'm that's with you the with the uh, anti with uh, sports, or I'm with you on that one too. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have enough room in my head for it, and I love that Jonah and Brad and Mike are all the same way. Like, none of us know it's anything hard. about sports. Being, like, a dude who doesn't like sports, it's such a hard <laughs> thing to navigate. Like, I know it's not that my – I'm sure anyone else who's had some real problems in life could hear this. Like, uh, poor white guys couldn't get in once in a great while. <laughs> fit, couldn't fit in. But, dude. yeah, it's fucking awkward, right? Like, whenever you meet – especially an older dude, like, in like in a oh, – I guess we're adults, but you know, if like my uncle who's like in his six, late sixties, hey Chris, how you doing? You watch the that Sox game? You're like, um, no, no, not at all. It's so great to own it though. Like one of my one of my uh, brother-in-laws, father-in-laws, follow that one. We were at a Christmas thing, and he said to me, "So, Stephen, you a Giants or Jets fan?" I went, "I don't watch sports." And he went, "Okay," and he didn't talk to me for the rest of the night, and it was awesome. Yeah, I get that a lot. And it was great. I'm like, cool, you're going to leave me alone. This is badass. Now I can go talk to the kids about the Avengers, which is what I fucking wanted to do anyway. Yeah, usually that's all. I went to a Giants game one time when I was in San Francisco, and I swear to God, I thought I was seeing a football game until I got there. That's hilarious. I had no idea what was going on. I was like, yeah, it's like free tickets. I was like, yeah, sure, Giants. I'm like, oh. The worst part is I saw Barry Bonds hit one of those famous home runs, and I didn't know okay. what was happening. Yeah, that's not the worst part. Who cares? I was pretty drunk. And I don't even really drink. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm the same way. I'm not a big I'm not a... imbiber. I've had my I've had my share. Yeah. Here's how I look at sports, and and it's, it's, it's to some people, you know, it's it's the same way with religion. Like that's your thing, as long as you're not hurting anybody. Um, cool, you know what I mean. Um, know the history behind it, but you know, just don't be a dick. Uh, like someone said about the Olympics, because I've never been a fan of the Olympics. I always think they're ridiculous. And some comedian, I wish I could remember it. They put it up on Twitter and said, who cares who can swim the fastest? What are we, 10? <laughs> oh, my God. That's fucking brilliant. I wish I knew who it was because I was crying. I was laughing so hard. So I can't give them credit because God bless it. It's so oh, funny because I remember reading on Twitter and I was like, I this sums up exactly how I feel about oh, God. so many sports. Fuck it. Frank Turner opened up the uh, Olympics in England, was it, like, whenever they were – not the Russian did ones, he, obviously. Did he really? Yeah, and I wow. I love Frank Turner, and I didn't realize how big he was everywhere else in the world besides here. Mm -hmm. I have to – he's someone that I uh, that I need to get into. I don't have a lot of time to listen to, to music as much as I used to, and I tend to – when I get into a band, I listen to them pretty much ad nauseum. Like, I've – it, it took – I've calmed down, but there was a good six, seven months where all I listened to every day was beach slang. <laughs> That's amazing. That's it, and I, and I love them so much and just 
want more of that band out in the world. And I've, I mean, I haven't, I haven't felt that way about a band in since, fuck, I don't know, Gaslight probably. Oh yeah, I fucking love Gaslight so much. They're so good. Yeah, and amazing. they keep getting better. I haven't, I haven't uh, listened to the latest record, the Get Hurt. Uh, their live show when they came to Providence, it's where I, where I live, um, it was like an hour plus set, and it was like deep cuts from their old shit plus news. It was like the perfect set list. I mean, they were playing stuff from Senor the Queen, uh, Sink or Swim. Uh, it's my favorite. It's my favorite record of theirs. Me too. And they did Fifty Nine Sound, and then they did like you know, and then the same thing. Then playing new. Um, uh, oh yeah, you know um, Tom, Tom of Wash Up Emo. Yeah, I love Tom. He's uh, the greatest. Ah, uh, such a nice dude. He was so nice to come on and talk to me for way too long because it was it was like snowing one day, so we talked for like two fucking hours. But dude, his, he's delightful. Oh, he's so cool. I know I wanted to go to his fucking live podcast so bad, and it was my friend's child's birthday, and they were turning one, and I had to be a better friend and do that. That's how that's how that rolls, man. Yeah. I saw Gaslight for the first time. I think. Jonah might have been no, I don't know if Jonah was there or not. It's one of the old rock show producers, and he and I went because against me played in the basement of this uh, oh god shithole and like by Port Authority called a uh, Siberia, and uh, oh it, that was on Anthony Bourdain. Uh, Siberia. Yeah, a long time ago. Ah, this place is it was it was rough, um, and like you go downstairs and so against me was doing this set and. Uh, they had this band opening up, and I remember walking in going, who the fuck is this? Like, they are incredible. I ended up walking up to Benny going, I don't know who you are, but give me whatever you have recorded. And he's like, we got these demos for $2, and I gave him five, and I took the last two. That's amazing. Was and that, was like, what demo was? Is that the pre-Sink uh, uh, was Yeah, it was before Sink or Swim. It was very short. It was only a couple songs. And uh, they actually released it on vinyl, which I might have somewhere. They might have given it to me. And then I lost track of them. Uh, it just like it just never crossed my path again. I kind of missed sink or swim, and then I got very angry about that because um, I'm, I'm usually pretty good about that. I don't know how it slipped through the cracks, but it makes for a better story. So then fast forward to us being on the Warp tour, and um, my wife is good friends with Joe Sib from Side One Dummy. And by the way, my wife is the most punk rock person I've ever met in my life. She has more cred than anybody. She has she has she has a poster of minor threat autographed to her by all four members. Every time you bring her up on your show, she sounds like a badass lady. Well, she, she's a human total badass. badass human. She is. She, she is a lady she, and a badass. Yeah. And, uh, she, uh, you can, Brad, Brad, I'll tell you, he's known her longer than I have. <laughs> but, um, so we were talking to Joe and he was like, Oh yeah, I just got the new, uh, gaslight record. And I went, give it to me. <laughs> and he went, well, I gave it to this dude over there. And I went, I, I don't, I don't care. And he went over and had one copy and gave it to us. And it was 59 sound. And we were driving around to the Warp Tour because I, I have severe motion sickness. So I can't ride on tour buses and I have to be driving. So I drove this 14-passenger van for the you know couple weeks. We would do the Warp Tour each year uh, for the show and interview everybody. And uh, I just I put it on repeat and I made everybody listen to it over and over and over again. Everyone was like, who the fuck is this band? And I'm like, they're amazing. These guys are so good. And then I went back and I'm like, holy shit, I missed a record. God damn it. They're so good. I just, I love them. Love those guys. And then you meet them and you're like, and you're all cool. <laughs> they are. Well, that, that eyeball was it eyeball records was the first one. No. XO. Yeah. 
Yeah, that first I I didn't know about Sink or Swim, and I was like at that time like ears ears to the ground into the punk scene, and like had many bands bands of that scene that I just I don't know they same thing I don't know that first album made any splash, but Fifty Nine Sound just I mean fucking just a perfect record. It yeah it, it's kind of it kind of did that thing where I remember think remember at that time frame being like. It's never going to happen again. No one's going to put out a perfect record, and it's not going to change anyone's life. And I was like, okay, wrong as usual, Revel. <laughs> wrong well, my, again. My, 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 uh, my, my, again, my, my genius wife, when she heard the record, she went, wow, this is, the, this is the record a lot of bands have been trying to make. Dude, it's so fucking good. Like, it's so good. Like, she it's, has it's better not fair. ears than I do. <laughs> and, and I like, um, and I think that's like the thing with the scandals. Like I think a lot they have, a, they got the little gaslight thing. Like uh, mm-hmm. they put out a record on Gunner, and then Brian's kind of taking them under their wing. And yeah, so it's like when I had shot, I, I had the basses in here, and uh, I was just like, "What's it like to be at your level?" It's like I'm like, "You're in a band that could literally pop and be the best thing, or nothing." Is like. Well, I hope it's something, but it's probably nothing, but I'm very happy. <laughs> yeah, man, you get to do what you're doing. You know, you still have to tour, which is yeah. arduous and awful. And they're still in a band. And, like, they all st- a lot of those dudes still Dude, have, the Ramones like... were in a band for 20 fucking years. Wow, really? The Ramones never got a bus, ever. That's amazing. Ever. I have a, a cousin who his band didn't, like, make it until he was, like, 38, 39. I don't what know, band ever, was it? Uh, Red Fang? No. Metal band, they have all the really cool music videos. No, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with music videos. Yeah, they still exist. <laughs> they're, 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 you know, it's weird. They're, it's a metal. They're like a stoner rock metal, stoner metal band from Portland, Oregon. So I'll like, huge, in fucking Europe and eh, here. Hey man, you, if you're huge, uh, somewhere you can make a living and have that be your career. Yeah, usually Europe, it turns out. <laughs> yeah, man. Are the, are the scandals on iTunes? Yeah, I think the first, I think Trench Knife is or something like that. All right, I need to grab it because I meant to buy it when I saw them and I didn't because I'm a dummy. <laughs> Sound of Your Stereo, is that a record of theirs? I'm not sure. I just know one of them is called Trench Knife. All right, I will find it. That's amazing. I'm not keeping you too long, am I? I don't. No, no. This is a... No, we usually we try to keep our show. We do it around an hour, so just because we found that's, uh, you know, people's attention levels, or you know, it depends on the guest sometimes, too. Like, um, you know, two of our favorite older episodes are like, you know, Fat Mike was in there for a while, and then uh, Lyle from Lyle Preslar, he was he was there for a bit because Lyle's a great storyteller, and he just keeps going. Or Dave Kennedy was another one who was long. But um, Dave, you don't need. Dave need, Kennedy, need who's that? He sounds familiar. He's a, he's a writer. He does uh, the Moth. He's a storyteller. Oh, Dan. Uh, I thought his name was Dan. Oh, you know what? It is Dan. Why yeah, yeah. I read his book. Rock on. I fucking love that book. Wait a minute, Dave Kennedy. Why is that name? Why is that name in my head? Dave Kennedy's in Angels and Airwaves, and he was in Boxcar Racer. Is that right? Is he the one from Spring Hill Jack? No, Dave. No, 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 no. Never mind. Dave, what? Well, well, that's that's a funny story. That's inter- that's so interesting. You bring up Spring Hill Jack. I'm, I'm from Connecticut. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know them. What's well, so like? Not personally. Um, uh, Jr. is from the town next to me. Jr. Jr. is a dear friend, and he's. Oh, I love this episode with you guys. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. Well, Dave, well, it's like we have we have long history. Like, uh, uh, um, there was a the drummer from the the late drummer of. Spring Hill Jack was Dave Karsich. Yep. 
And uh, that was my wife's boyfriend before we met. What? Yes, yes. You yeah, just blew were, my fucking mind. They were they were together for a long time, and we we met actually not too long after he passed away. Oh my! Wow! So that turned your life in a different direction. Yeah, yeah, completely. Nothing. I've heard, yeah. Uh, Which is even weird. And the weirder thing is, the first hosting job I ever had was Spin Magazine did a TV show called Spin TV that didn't go anywhere. It did one episode. And there were two hosts on it, uh, myself, and I interviewed Fatboy Slim, <laughs> and first interview I've ever done, and the other band on the show was Spring Hill Jack. Uh, I, I went to some of those reunion shows, and they were just to die for. I went I went to one a few years ago. I'd never seen them. They're great. In uh, New Haven? Were, uh, Toad's Place? Yeah, in New Haven. I went to Toad's Place. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was at that one. Oh, they, were, they did like two nights. Never mind. I've met all those dudes. And then like Mike is in some band called Lord Fowl. Yeah, um, and then was it Chris is in the Boss Tones? Yep, Chris is, yep. Uh, one of them went off to do Lost City of Angels. Uh, yeah, Ron did. And uh, get, get, someone my wife was managed, in my wife, my wife managed Lost City Angels. You're not kidding. Badass chick. Yeah, she's. We're not playing around. We're not playing uh, around. Yeah, as, yeah, they were really we good like too. To, as we like to say, it's not a hobby. Um, <laughs> yeah. one of those dudes was in the Pilfers, I think. Yeah, yeah. She and, was like, she was, she was more of the more of the ska kid than I was. Like, I went through, like the 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 phase of, you know, real big fish, and um, we're all you know, good friends with the less than Jake dudes are just great. Um, I love Chris. Chris could like be a he could host anything. He's such a good host. Um, but that whole that whole realm, uh, Pete is just the greatest. Jr. as they call him. Yeah, I th- I think he I knew his. Co- it's weird because if you get if like so he was older than I am. So like if you get to that level of success in like a town, everyone has ties to you. But I knew his cousins. I never had met him. But like I everyone was like yeah yeah yeah. Like every, t- uh, I think I went through the same high school he had went to after mm-hmm. I, he did. So all the teachers would always talk about him and stuff. And He's the a hate- Berkeley School music guy too. He's yeah. Like- oh yeah. And then some of the Hapery dudes were from my area, so I would always say, like hear stories about them. Um, they so- couldn't be cooler. I interviewed them once. I've talked to Jamie a few times. He's just the greatest. And you want to hate him here's, too. Here's the fun story about uh, the dudes in Springfield. Is Ron, um, his. One of his old girlfriends, Pete explains this much better than I do, but one of his old girlfriends uh, is from, like, had a, had a um, brother or sister in Philadelphia, and her younger brother was um, Anthony Green. So years later, I'm at Fuse, I'm interviewing all these bands. My wife you know, works for Fuse and books all the bands. So she books Circus Survive and they both just kind of stare at each other. And we find out later, they were like, oh my God. And she's known Anthony since she was like 14. Fuck, that's so crazy. And I was like, and I was like, dude, your life, lady. And she's like, yeah, it just kind of happens that way. <laughs> Is your wife from Connecticut? No, no. She just, um, She's just been in the she's been in the music industry since she's out of college, you know. Went to Penn State, was like a, an intern on Conan like years and years ago, and uh, just you guys got to have her on your show. Worked her way up. I'd love to have her on her show, but she it would probably be bad for me. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> then the truth she'd be like, comes out. She'd be like, you're an asshole. Shut up. <laughs> I'd love to have her on. She'd be crazy. What, she's come to a couple of live shows, and in one of the live shows, I like intimately recounted like the birth of the children, and she's like, so I'm sitting in the back of the bar, and you're talking about how I got cut in half. So that's cool. <laughs> I liked uh, you had that fun story about uh, measuring your bed with pillows, and I was like, yep, I can relate to that. Yeah, God bless. Such a moron. And isn't it weird, though, when people recite back to something you said on a podcast, you're like, I, I don't, I, at least me, I never remember anything. I'm like, I, what? Huh? Sometimes, sometimes I can't. Sometimes I can't. Well, I used to be, when I lived in California and I was, you know, uh, readily auditioning for work, I needed a gig. And so I became a substitute teacher. I used to do that too, by the way. Did you really? Yeah. Where did you sub? Uh, Hamden, Central Connecticut area. Wow. Inner cities so, mostly. I didn't like dealing with like the rich school, so I always did the I, urban cities. I did the same thing. It's a, it's a much yeah. different gig. And so now, what? Now, what's your deal? So you went to so you're from Connecticut, but you went to school in Rhode Island, or you're in Rhode Island now, or you're in Connecticut well, now? No, I grew up in Connecticut, and then I went to school in Vermont, came back, moved it back home, worked at Starbucks, and then uh, was like looking for adult work. And then I met my now wife, and she from New Jersey, but went to school here, and then stayed in Providence. And then uh, when we met, uh, within the year, I moved in with her. Well, we moved in together and then uh, been in Providence ever since. So, like, four years. Wow. Providence. So, why did Providence wants me dead? I'm so sorry. I've been there three times. And each time I've been there, I've gotten so sick that Uh, I've ended up in either an ambulance or or just, like, lying on a floor, like, like something trying to kill me. And I asked... My, my late gr- uh, grandfather about it. And I was like, why do you think Rhode Island wants me dead so bad? And he went, well, it goes back to fucking Pocahontas. <laughs> okay. And I said, what? And he went, John Smith. Like he was, he was an asshole. Like it's, there's some bad juju there. That's why I want you dead. So I'll never go back to Rhode Island. Uh, it's uh Providence used to suck up until maybe like 10 years ago. And now it's like, uh, a secret small city that you wouldn't believe it. it it's surprisingly nice and family friendly. What's the what? I went to a, a great wedding in Providence. There's a hotel up on a hill that used to be like a big graffiti stop. And so what the hotel did was they bought it and made the hotel nice. And then in every room of the hotel is pictures of all the graffiti. Oh that my they painted god, that sounds over. amazing. Yeah, it was really nice. We went to some wedding at some uh, botanical gardens. There. Oh yeah, yeah, that's Roger Williams. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it's really pretty. Uh, yeah, I, if if uh, if Providence was New York, I live in the Williamsburg. Oh, very nice. So, so it's, it's really, the... really expensive. No, do you would be surprised how cheap it is to live here. I, I would be surprised. It, it, yeah, my in-laws are in Jersey. It's ridiculous. It's the standard. I transferred jobs when I first moved here. Like I got like a job mm-hmm. job. Uh, well, I worked in a group home. But I, and I worked at Starbucks. Wait, well, hold on. What's the group home? What'd you do there? Uh, for that job, yeah. If you don't, I could take anything out if you want. But you always kind of reference you have a brother with special needs, and it always uh, makes me so excited to hear someone talk about that. I, I worked in. I right now I work in mental health. I worked for adults with developmental disabilities. My wife works uh, does fundraising for them for nonprofit. I've worked with uh, teens with autism for a while. Like I worked for kids with heart conditions for a long time. So you, you you benefit humanity, whereas the rest of us just take away from it. Nah, I, I like to think I take away mostly. No, dude, that sounds awesome. So how'd you get involved in that? Uh, that my wife was doing fundraising for the 
nonprofit, and then I needed to move to Rhode Island, and I, uh, the actually the uh, the her old boss who just recently passed away was the one who's like, you make sure you look at his resume, and, and ended up getting me the job to afford to move to Providence. So I did overnights in an independent living facility for adults with developmental mm-hmm. disabilities. Okay. In Section 8 housing, so that we had five of those adults that we worked with who lived in the community in Section 8 housing. And I did overnights in a not part, nice part of Providence for a year. Wow. And, you, and you, I mean, uh, did you did you train for that? Did you go to school for that kind of thing? No, I went to school for sociology, but, like, I graduated okay. like, a little late, like, after 08. So it was kind of like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just been always been fly by my seat, like, oh, whatever happens. And then you get into a field and you just kind of stick with it. Well, what, what, so this is great. So this is really cool. So you 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 understand more than most people don't, and uh, probably wouldn't ask people to stop saying it, but hate the word retarded as much as I do. Oh yeah, we don't even use that word. Yeah, it it makes it's, me angry. It's uh no, there's like a big push to we don't use the R word. If uh my wife's been on the show and we we were doing an episode with someone who used it, and then she like paused, she didn't explain to him very very sweetly, very kindly why we don't use that word, and we took it out. Like no, that. I I tried to do that with a guest, and and it when we so aired hard it, with he like, wasn't he wasn't very pleased with it, so we had to take it out. It's but hard I've, with I've uh, had... punk dudes. You ever notice like punk rock dudes could be the like, and I'm a punk rock kid and ska, but sometimes they're the most closed-minded people I've ever met. I said, well, I, Fat Mike and I talked about it, and I said, I, I just hate that you have the word retard in, in one of your songs, in many of the songs. But he's like, yeah, but you know I'm just fucking with people and whatever. And I said, yeah, man, yeah, but it's like – I said it's it's the, it's, it's the last racist thing you, anybody can say. It's – it, it's it's not even just hurtful and the thing is it's not even it's it's hurtful for the person who has to suffer from any sort of development disability the caretakers the family mm-hmm. like the like when my wife and I are out and we see someone who's with like their kid who has like a disability our hearts just grow like 10 times bigger we're like oh that's amazing and then if I'm I I fortunately don't know anyone like this if someone ever scoffed at them I I would punch someone in the face if they ever said anything like oh you don't say that yeah, it really it it bums me out because it's it's an easy mark, you know. Even I mean, comedians, and then I and mean, I, it's a re- there's a reason they were the first, you know, targeted by Hitler, you know. Yeah, and like I love comedy, but like okay, the first, and I I understand like I'm all with that so the South Park dudes, like either everything's funny or there's nothing funny, but like if you're a comedian and you drop that line, like I just I just I I can't control it. It just I lose it. I'm it's like, it's I'm the same way with like when they when people make a midget joke. I'm yeah. like that's that's it's and this is what I said to um to Mike and it was I said you know you're all about acceptance and alternative lifestyles but by saying that you're shitting on the one people who really can't help the way they are. It's so funny you said that. Uh, growing up, one of my really good friends was um what's the right word for that now? I don't know what to use. What? Little person. Yeah, I guess, you know. I, yeah, but one of my friends, like, um, Nathan, he grew up down the, he was, like, in, I think he was in Willow, like, as one of the babies. Cool. Like, dead serious. But, yeah, like, growing up, I had a friend like that, so, like, I never liked ninja jokes either. I was like, no, don't, uh, never, never, ever use those jokes. Yeah, it's lame. It's just, like, it's, all that means is you couldn't think of something funnier. And, and trust me, I love a well-crafted joke and will laugh at the meanest, most racist, homophobic thing if it's a well 
well-crafted joke. Oh, please. If, I if, love South Park. Jimmy and Timmy, I fucking love those dudes. They're, they're great, and I'm sure that, that people with those disabilities, you know, find them funny too because there there has to be – it's like don't ignore the person in the wheelchair. Ask them what happened, you know? <laughs> and like – and they make them – and. I mean, South Park is so brilliant, and they can make them the center focus of an episode where the heroes, like the episode with the Crips and the Bloods, like that's mm-hmm. fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's that's smart, and and you can uh, do that. It's also much easier to do because it's animated, you know. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, you can't pull that out, but that's fascinating. So let's still, okay, so you still, um, you still work in mental health right now? Yeah, yeah. I uh, now I work for like a commercial version of it. It's a pilot program that just started about a year ago. I started there a few months ago, so it's 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 taken off. So now I work with like a way different clientele, but yeah, it's it's interesting. Wow, you Say made the me least. feel completely worthless. I love this. Oh, please. This is good. Because, <laughs> uh, no, trust me, nothing I do benefits anybody, um, except my family. Uh, no, nah, you fine. give uh, hours of entertainment that I greatly enjoy. Hey, well, so what made you start the podcast? Why did I start? Uh, I love podcast. I lo- loved music and then kind of fell out of it, fell in love with podcasting, really wanted to do it, and then I met someone else who also wanted to do it, and it was like one of those Facebook status things, and we mm-hmm. talked about it and talked about it. And then one day we bit the bullet and started it, and then he quit real early on, and mm. um, and I just I just fell in love, and uh, it was just a, you know I think a part of it is kind of like getting older and it gets hard to hang out with people, and it was like an oh, excuse yeah. to like hang out with people and meet people, but from the beginning we started with only interviewing friends, but my in my head and when I first started it I was like. I just want to get and I want to have everyone I can possibly get on. So I only ask people that I like genuinely find interesting or I think I could talk to. Like I, I don't give a shit about like numbers or anything. But cool stuff has happened. Like I got picked up for a network and so it's, I love it's that. Really fun. Yeah, it's 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 been fun and then like met so many and I met made so many friends through it. So it's it's really nice. Like when you move somewhere, it's hard to meet people. Dude, trust me, I have no friends. Like like outside of like Jonah, Brad, Mike, like I have. A bunch of friends that I used to work with, they were, like we used to be really tight. You know, I can pick up and go, and they're like, people were in my wedding, and they're like my best friends in the world, and yep. we don't we don't talk much because they have kids, I have kids, and yep. it's hard it's hard to do anything. I had one friend in my neighborhood that I've, I've been here for years now, and he moved to London, and I'm like, I'm I'm so scared and hurt someone else will move again that I don't talk to anybody. And, no, I and, know that feeling. And my wife is like, you got to meet people, and I'm like, you got to meet people. <laughs> Your wife probably knows more people than you. She does. She's much more uh, social. I tend to, uh, you know, because you never, it's like when you find somebody with a similar sense of humor, you kind of glom onto them. Yeah, yeah. And then they'll say something like, I went to Bible study or a football game, and I'm like, ah, crap. I'm out of here. No, I got yeah. nothing to talk to. That sounds so mean and snobby. I don't mean to sound snobby. It's, it's like, not the Bible want... thing. It's more the sports thing. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the sports things. Like, yeah, the Bible thing, I'll talk about, my mom and I talk about religion all the time, and she is a Southern Baptist, like like chapter and verse kind of person. And we talk about it all the time. And she has a coworker who's Mormon, and I am fascinated by it. I'm going to see Book of Mormon in April. Oh, you'll love it. It's great. That's what everyone tells me. It's really good. I can't and, wait. I just cannot wait. Um, so you, your brother, you grew up like having a brother like in the same world that I work in. Yeah, yeah, I still do. Yeah. And you always talk about him. That makes me real happy whenever you bring him up on the show. Like I get like, yeah, that's so sweet. Well, he's he's a he's a badass. He's um. He's, you know, he's, he's got learning differences, as they say now. Um, he's got auditory processing disorder. I have that, too. 
Do you really? Yeah, and no, LD. You... Oh, yeah. Holy shit. So, like, if – but you're a music fan. Yeah. So how do you so how do you focus like if a, if a how, can you talk to someone if music's playing in the background or no? That's in, yeah. Uh, that's no, I can't hear in crowds. Yeah, dude, not at all. My brother's the quietest person. People think he's mute. Yep. I mean, I can hear fine, but like if there's like a lot of noises, I have no idea. Just uh, fuck it. Do you hear on an FM frequency? I have no idea. <laughs> do, do, uh, my brother used to have to. Have, he hears through a microphone better than he does people's voices. Oh wow! Yeah, my, I'm not that bad. like I'm. Yeah, and mine's mostly just more crowd-oriented, to my understanding. Yep, crowd or that's it. That's his is a big deal, and it took me years to realize that I'm an asshole, that I would play bands in the car loud and try to have a conversation with them. Oh, yeah. I, you probably just got a lot of polite nodding. Or I always get people think I was ignoring them. Like if, if someone's talking from behind me, I have a very hard time hearing them, and people mm-hmm. think I'm dicks. They're like, Chris, yeah. Chris. I'm like, I, I How did you get diagnosed with that? I don't even know. Audiologist? Hmm. Yeah. Obviously, I think. Oh man, I'm trying. To, it must have been the speech therapist or something like that. Yeah. Okay. In high school. Yeah, God bless my parents. They were on board because, like, all, all that stuff. Like, uh, I mean, I, I went to college and everything too. But like, I like got diagnosed with learning disability super young, and like, mm-hmm. they what just got? Uh, ADHD, mm-hmm. central auditory processing disorder. I think right that would be it. There were some different things, but those names have changed and don't disappear. See, I was I was HD, but I wasn't AD. I was just yeah. don't sleep. <clears throat> no, I sleep all the time. They um, said like comprehend. Like I had a hard time reading, but then like I still hate reading. But like I comprehend a lot. More. I'm better at talk. I know I'm better at talking than I am at writing, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm really high verbally. But I was because LD. A lot of people don't understand. It's not that you're like bad at something. It's like you get tested on your IQ at all different things like writing, reading, comprehension. But you ever see that people, HBO documentary? The little, it's only a half hour. It's called um, uh, I Can't Do This, But I Can Do That. No, but I feel like and I need to now. It's about little kids and learning disabilities, and they talked about this one kid who's got – it's called dyscalculia. dyscalculia. Oh, dyscalculia. Yeah, yeah. And I often wonder if I have that because I, I can I, – numbers yeah, I and I like are I not friends. Have you ever heard of dysgraphia? I don't have that, but I know people with that. No. What's that one? Uh, people, it's like, like some. It's for right. They can't write. Like they can't oh. like write. I can't spell anything. First off, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a really solid speller, and but numbers. I I remember fourth grade. We started doing fractions, and I just remember that's where like it all ended. <laughs> Threw it me. up. Uh, yep. I was Dude. like, I don't know. My wife will be like, Look, we're refinancing the house, and I'm like, You just just stop talking. Just use too many words. Yeah. yeah. If someone gets on my case for spelling, I just like kind of stare at them. Like, listen, just stop. It's not gonna happen. Just yeah. Just stop. That's kind of what I said. That's what's so funny. I said to my father, "I'm like, like it's it's not gonna just click for me." Yeah, I'm fucking 30 years old. I can't spell uh, schedule. Never gonna be able to do it. It's just yeah, and it's a dumb word anyway because it's pronounced differently than it's spelled. It so it makes doesn't no sense. make sense. And I have to write it every time, and I Google it, and then I'm, oh, it's it fucking blows my that's mind. That's because that's because English is a stupid language. Like who spells phone Fuck with English. a p? But I never learned any other languages because we grew up in this country, which fucking sucks. I really wish I learned Spanish. I, and I grew up in a predominantly like Spanish area. Not okay. predominantly, but I grew up in Meriden, Connecticut, which is like a mm-hmm. very heavy powered Puerto Rican population. And I was like, sure learned it. Yeah, well, that's a very specific Spanish. My brother-in-law is Puerto yeah. Rican, and they have a very specific oh, yeah. dialect. It's hard to understand. Spanglish for everyone I knew, because they would start talking to me in English, turns into Spanish halfway through, then turns back to turns back to English at the end. You're like, what? 
That shit's rough. But oh man, um, oh well, we're hitting the hour. But um, I did want to say I, I I actually had to write things down for you because I knew that sure. we'd go off track. Oh, uh, there it is. You know, uh, I so I did this today. I remember. You used to write for AP, and I didn't want to ask you that unless it was true. So I found an old alternative press that I had saved from 2004. Oh, shit. Which one? Uh, I had the one with Story of the Year was in it because uh, my friends uh, and Folly were the first time they were in AP, so I had to save it. And then there's one I guess I saved with Rise Against for some reason, but I'm uh, glad it did. All great dudes. And uh, your column was in there. I was like, yes, it is the right person. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a that was a neat little um, like ad exchange between them. They would you know give me a page and let me write whatever, and then we would promote it and talk about it. And so it was kind of a neat thing. But I really I enjoyed doing that. I was I, I was impressed. I feel like I was like I bet you that's the one thing from your history that I dug out that no one's ever found. No, you know, very publicly available. There's a, there's only one other person who's brought up the alternative press stuff, and that was uh, Matt Pinfield. Oh, of course, well, of course, Matt Pinfield. Because I, I mentioned him and how awesome he is, and he remembered that, and that meant a lot to him. And yeah, I, I, I actually, I when I used to read AP all the time, I really dug your articles. So like, it took me a while. There, I was like, oh my god, this is like, listen to going off track. I was like, oh my god, that's the same guy. <laughs> Thank like, you. Ten yeah, fucking years fun. ago, I was like, but it's, I, all, it's also hard because I, I, you know, do a podcast with an amazing journalist who can write without thinking, and he. Like he he writes everything for the podcast. Like he when we have our little listings, you know, I'll be like today, uh, Doyle talks about the misfits, just that and the other thing. Period. And Jonah puts together this, you know, amazing bio dissertation that he wrote, you know, while high, you know, that for kicks. Like he's just he's so good at stringing stuff together. I'm very fortunate to be part of this. Allow me. Uh, it's very weird to hear compliments, so if you want to cover your ears, go right ahead. But the episode with Doyle, I think, is the perfect example of your show of why you are like the ma- like why you work for that show. Because uh, I love that episode because it's like Brian and Jonah for like five or ten, five to ten minutes without you, <laughs> and it's I don't know if you ever listened to it. Painfully yeah. fucking awkward. Yeah, like, they were. They, so... were they, they told me afterwards. They're like, hey. they're like, thank and God. I, I'd thank be, God I'd you be scared of Doyle, real. right? That guy listens. But then, like, I swear to God, in the episode, you can almost hear a door open. You're like, hey guys, sorry I'm late. Doyle, Steve, nice to meet you. Bam, right into host mode, and like the whole episode <laughs> comes alive. And I was like, it's you could hear it, and it's so incredible. Like, Someday he... we're gonna release on video what happened afterwards, because if you listen to the podcast. Jonah starts talking about how, you know, he hurt himself and Doyle was like, I got this great stretch that I can show you. So he showed him the stretch and I, I taped it on my phone. And so <laughs> we've got Doyle in full makeup with, full Doyle. Jonah, with, with Jonah and he's like showing him this like hip stretch. <laughs> he's like, you taping this? And I went, oh yeah, I'm taping this, buddy. <laughs> I'd be so scared of that dude. <laughs> he's just, you know, he's a 50 year old punk rocker, man. who's like. Just he, he's just a big dude, you know. But you know, he wears platforms. Yeah, somehow he can make it tough. Yeah, totally. But he's, he's right. Misfits got to get their shit together because they could. Excuse me, they could unite and tour and make bank. So many people would go, but 
be I hear you. Awesome. monstrous. Um, before, is there any? Where can like people find you on the old uh, internets and stuff? Uh, I've been doing this really fun gig for Yahoo since August, and it's called uh, the Sprint Fan Connection, and it's uh, I I literally sit with an artist and we talk to fans over video chat, and I just kind of moderate, and it's been such a cool gig because it's it's it, this you're doing this basically well i'm i'm doing so much less than this i'm just like hey what's your question for megan trainer you know we just did one a couple weeks ago with her um or uh you know big sean it's a lot like what i used to do with fuse where it's not just one genre it's everything but i did get to talk to flogging molly which was cool and oh, nice. uh, our our buddy jack antonoff which was great um <laughs> oh that uh, guy from that little band yeah, he said he and Jonah are like really good friends, and so I mean I've known Jack for a few years too, but not like as good a buddy as he is. Like we've met through stuff and know each other, but um, that's a good one. So you can go to Yahoo and just type in Sprint Fan Connection and see what I'm see what I'm doing. We're doing two more. Any community then, stuff? Because Yahoo is doing community now. Ah, uh, God, I wish that'd be great. We yeah. tried, man. We tried to get on the soup so long on the rock show we made a, a joel McHale voodoo doll just to get his attention because we all worship him and it just Good didn't work jonah too. actually jonah actually ended up inter- interviewing him and told him and he was like oh my god i'm so sorry it didn't work out tell steven i said hi and i was like that's oh, so god. great good fucking stand-up by the way i saw him do stand-up once and i couldn't believe how good it was Really, Joe McHale? Solid. Fucking solid. And it wasn't jokes about Kardashians or anything. He was, like, making fun of his dad. And it was so fucking funny. I will have to check that out. I've never... I've always wondered about him as... Yeah, I got free tickets. Not even that good of a story, but I ended up getting free tickets. And he had uh, Rory Albanese open up, who's, like, a big Mm -hmm. EP on The Daily Show. And, dude, Joe... I mean, it was a theater. He played a fucking theater in, like, Connecticut. And it was so... One of the best, one of the better sets I've seen. I, I still blown away because he's devilishly handsome and way too talented for his own good. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very specific about stand up. Yeah, like, me too. I don't, I don't like to go because I've only seen a few people do stand up live, and it's, I don't know, it's very, I don't know, I'm really, really weird about it. I don't. It's hard to step back and not. I like more storytellers. Like we, we love. I love him too, Chris Gethard. Oh, know, I uh, fucking love that dude. I, I love, loved him. I love Eddie. Your I love episode Eddie. with him was great. I, God, he was so cool. If you ever listen to him on, uh, you made it weird with Pete Holmes. I should. I listened to that Patton Oswalt with Pete Holmes, which was stellar. Uh, anything so Pete Holmes? Good. Has he been on your show yet? I feel like you guys should get him. Job Jonah probably reached out. Jonah reaches out to everybody. He does no. He, he just loves people. Yeah. I want to get Pat. I would love to talk to well, you. Know, you know, I've actually reached out to get on the podcast and I was completely ignored in the podcast verse. Um, Dana Gould, because that's my favorite podcast. Oh, I love the him. Dana, the yeah. Dana Gould hour, because we have we have a history and he didn't. And, and I, I sent him an email talking about the history and he just did respond because he has a life. Um, but I would love to get him on get him on the show just because I just think he's the greatest thing and his show is so funny and put together so well. And like, that's like, like what you do and what we do on our show, which is just have conversations and see where it goes. He does that, but he keeps people locked on a theme and it's so seamless. It's so great. I really dig it. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, 
yeah, and uh, so I keep I keep setting you off track. Uh, yeah, so no, you're on the Yahoo, and do you, do you promote your like, Twitter and stuff? But you're on the going off track, going off track pod. Why do, why do I keep saying that with an accent? I don't know why. Podcast. A, yeah, the podcast. <laughs> um, My apologies. We 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 cast some pod. Um, yeah, going off track, man. It's right, right now. It's mostly it's mostly Joan and Brad because I'm I'm sequestered in, in daddom, which is fine because it's we are a collective. There's a crew. Jonah just recorded a bunch with Benny yesterday because Benny's in town and wants to do it, which is so killer. Oh, he's he's playing. A, I, I couldn't get to it, but like uh, I know the singer of his other band, Bottom Feeder. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't. I think Jonah. I think he knows Jonah, Derek. I'm, I have, I haven't heard him. Are they cool? Yeah, they're really cool. They're okay. really fucking cool. What do they sound like? Really fast. Okay, I'll yeah, take it. Not gaslight at all. No, that's fine. That's fine. Jonah, I mean, I mean, Benny can play anything. He's the best. I know, I know. He's so he's fucking funny too. He's so funny. That's why we have him on because he just goes. He's just Benny, and he's great, and he's just is man. He just is. He's just like, yeah, I'm not supposed to be successful. It just kind of happened. Yeah, he's like, I'm just a drummer. You know what I mean? Just great. But he's like such a good drummer, and he understands drumming, and it's very very awesome. But dude, this was cool. Thank you so much for having me. Oh I'm god, thank you so much so... for uh, coming on. You that it, that's so cool of you for doing this. I'm like, uh, I've been quite excited for this for a while. No, I appreciate it. And thanks for listening to our show. I, I love talking to people who are uh, fans of what we do and like the same things. And you sound cut from the same cloth. So keep doing what you're doing. And with the podcast, it's great. And uh, never fucking worry about who's hearing it. It's just the right people are. Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot. Um, and then I'll, I can, if you have any date you want this to go up within, just let me know. It doesn't matter. And then if not, I think it's like I have like six or seven ahead of you. But I'm gonna try to time it out where I have another name ish, like a name to time together. So uh, whenever, man. No, where I'm, I'm whenever you want to do it. Awesome, I'm and I'll, I'll just let you know ahead of time. And if there's anything you wanted out, just let me know. No, oh, please. We're the I, same way. We give everybody edit, and no one ever cares. So you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just yeah, and uh, yeah, you, you definitely. Thank you so much. This is uh, this is so great. No, no worries. And and you're you do really great stuff. It sounds like your your job and helping people. You sincerely sound one of the good ones. Ah, uh, good thing you can't see me right now because we're not in video. Because I am pretty giddy. <laughs> hey, don't you worry. Awesome. Oh, uh, dude, thank I, you so I've been much. Nude, I've been nude the whole time. Oh, then we could have had the video on. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I was when you said no video, I was like, good. I can wear my stained sweatshirt. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, keep up the good work and um, awesome, man. Thank you so much. Thanks, Chris. Be well. You too. Take care.